welcome to the 36 Questions Podcast. Hello, Rex. thank you for having us. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Actually, no, the first question is them introducing Oh, no. Uh-oh. Well, I guess they can tell us their name and what they do. Yeah, which that's is all not... we want is your name, nothing else yet. Hello, I'm <laughs> Mike Cabalon. I'm Ren Pierre. And I just want to certify that you guys have never met before. I've never met. This feels like a magic trick. We've never met. Is this your card? (laughs) Yes. We're going to have you pick a card from a deck of cards. That's cool. (laughs) We actually are going to have them pick a card. Oh, my god. Oh, we are going to have them pick a card. (laughs) Shit's about to get cray. (laughs) Ren, how do you know these folks? I know Anna. Hi. And (laughs) subsequently Nick. Sure, Mm -hmm. of course. I know Anna through the box. Which what? is a show at the Pip People's Improv Theater. Oh. Uh, monthly feminist talk show. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow. And how do you know Nick? How do we meet? Well, you used to be a uh, trivia um, MC. Yeah, I still so am. I, I Did met you, you there. walk into one of my trivia nights? It was World of Beer. Wait, yeah, I was, was there open. too. I was part of his team. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, okay. So I'm... we have met before. Okay. Yeah. And then World of Beer shut because it was shady or yeah. something. Wait, yeah. we got really mad at you because I think we got second or third place, but we were we deserved first. That makes sense. That happens a lot. And then we demand. I think we demanded uh, you give us like the gifts that you give out for the winners. <laughs> Did I give you one? Yeah, I think we got like a bucket or something. I still have leftover stuff. I can. I. I if you want like a pint glass, I'll bring you guys yes. a pint glass. Well, that's why we brought you here. All right, cool. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> for an extra bucket of swag. Perfect. No, it all makes sense. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we do you want to explain a little bit about the background of the 36 Questions? Sure. So 36 Questions was created by a psychologist named Arthur Aaron, and he did this 30 years ago with his wife, um, and they've had people go through it who met, and then six months later they got married. Hmm. Yeah, they would literally place two strangers in like a glass room, and they would like open the door, get in, sit at a table, read the questions, and then two of his subjects six months later got married because after reading all the questions. Just two? No, this I has think... been successful one time <laughs> in 30 years? That's it. No, it, it actually resurfaced because a uh, columnist for the New York Times wrote about it and she had a similar experience where she did it with someone who uh, she had known a little bit sure. and they also fell in love. Um, and there have been a lot, if you, if you do research, there have been a lot of people who it's worked for. Is there a hypothesis into like why it works? Like why this set of questions? Yeah, they're set up in a specific way. Uh, so they start with more benign questions okay. and they become more intimate. Oh boy. Um, so it's the idea of uh, when you put a toad into water and then the water sure. starts to get hotter, you don't, re- the toad doesn't mm-hmm. realize it's getting hotter. Oh, oh boy, okay. And the very last so we're question. We're gonna die at the we're end We're gonna of die. This. That's, <laughs> That's an Great. The very last question is, will you marry me? So <laughs> <laughs> it works out, I don't know why. So. Uh, one thing that I do have to say is, if you guys end up getting married, you have to invite us. Sure, of course. To the wedding. Yeah, yeah, right. That's my yeah. maid of honor. Yeah, yeah, Perfectly. Yeah. And if you hear any noises, this is our dog. <laughs> Thanks. Making little growling sounds. Okay, uh, shall we start? Yeah. Awesome. All right, the questions are right in front of you. Oh boy, we just dive right in? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Question number one. Describe yourself in two minutes. Two minutes? Wait, Tyler, you yeah. Describe myself in two minutes. Uh, I'm uh, very obnoxious. <laughs> um, I just laughed at my own joke. I'm truly obnoxious. I'm the worst. Uh, I, I, I feel like I, um, 
I don't know. I why is my impulse to list all the bad things about me? I could just as easily say like, well, I'm smart and I'm funny, but like, my like immediately when you ask that question, my insecurity just kicked in. I was like, oh, I'm a little arrogant, and uh, so I guess that that says a lot about me. <laughs> um, I my instinct is also to like talk about myself and not describe myself, like where I'm from and stuff. That doesn't really tell you anything about me. Uh, so I overthink things a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm, I, I feel like I'm just learning about myself. This is just a self-discovery question. Um, yeah, I overthink things, um, but I, I also um, usually go with my gut when I'm making decisions. Uh, I'm never to be taken seriously. Constantly sarcastic. Um, and I have uh, very little uh, patience, I guess. <laughs> I, like the list of pet peeves I have is very long. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really doing a great job of selling myself right now. Um, I, I don't know what else I could say about myself. I'm waiting for Nick to give me the light. Uh, because two minutes feels like a long time to talk about yourself. This is like in polite society, you're not supposed to do this, you know? You're supposed to ask questions and not like talk about yourself. This is always the worst part of a job interview is saying, you know, like, uh, here are my best qualities. Am I allowed to like say anything? During course, yeah. Well, no, this is my time. Well, so as I was saying, <laughs> I would be curious to know, like, what is like, where are you from, and you know those basic things. Sure. All right. Yeah. Is that part of the upcoming thirty-six? No. Great. Uh, I grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, where Las Vegas? Yeah. Las 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 Vegas. <laughs> Terrible place. Don't ever go. Uh, I went to school in Chicago, and I live here. I'm just moving east over time. When? Oh. What about you? Is? Oh, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, where are you from? Well, I'm about to describe myself. <laughs> okay, all right, all okay. Right. so um, I was born in New York cool. for three years, lived here, then I moved to Taiwan for two years, and then I moved to Gainesville, Florida. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, and I grew up there, and then I moved, then I went to college in North Carolina, and then I moved to New York right after college. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I've been here for about s- almost seven years. Okay. Yeah. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm Taiwanese American. I have an older brother. I'm going real basic here. Um, I have an older brother. He's a doctor. He's, you know, really fulfilled all of my parents' dreams. So I can kind of do whatever I want. Not really, but like, you yeah. know, essentially. I got you. Um, Same thing happened to me. Yeah, Both yeah. my siblings had, like, kids and stuff, and so I was like, just go to college, and then you can do whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, see, my brother still doesn't have kids either, so the, <laughs> the, the pressure's on. Um, but let's see. Describe me. I am, um, let's see. I am a pretty passionate person, mm-hmm. so I get very excited about things, but then I get easily, um, like, distracted as well. And um, I think my friends would describe me as, like, usually try to like make people feel comfortable in a mm-hmm. situation. Um, I'm super like overly sensitive uh, to people, like to the point where I get a lot of anxiety in social settings. Actually, even though I don't come off like I have a lot of social anxiety, I truly do. <laughs> um, and I really like, I think about things like afterwards for like a really long time. Like if I said something, I'm like, oh shit, was that one thing I said super offensive? I'm oh, going to wow. think about it for the next two days and then I'm going to text that person and be like, hey, remember that one line I said? I'm really sorry if that offended you. And then the person's usually like, I don't even know what you're wow, talking about. Wow, that's so nice. I do the same thing, but it's just like, could I have come up with a funnier zinger? <laughs> it's like, could I have said something shittier to that person? Oh, yeah, no, that's the opposite. <laughs> I'm usually, okay, there's, that's my time. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Let's move on to question number two. Ren, given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Hold on, what's your name again? <laughs> wow. Wow, I gotta go. 
This has been great. Um, Wait, another thing about me is I'm so bad with names. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, hi, I'm Mike. Mike. Nice to meet you. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Mike. <laughs> Not Mike, fucking Mike, with you. Mike, My Mike, name is Mike. Mike. Hello. Like a microphone. Okay. Sure. Whatever helps you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Question two. Question two. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Alive or dead? Oh, good question. It doesn't uh, specify. Let's set those <clears throat> parameters for ourselves. Let's do a live. Let's, let's do just, a live. Let's limit it. Sure. You know, it's easier. Yeah. Uh, anybody as a dinner guest? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, not him because he's dead. Um, right, right. Oh, I'm going to let you sweat this one out because I don't have an answer either. I would have wanted Bob Ross, but he's dead. Really? Why Bob Ross? I don't know. He's just so nice. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, okay. I don't Oh, gosh, guys. This is real hard. I yeah. could go like political. I could go. Yeah. Uh, who would I want as a dinner guest? I feel like this might be a cheating answer. I would want the best chef. Yeah, I mean that's legit. The I think the basis of the question is like, who do you want to have a two-hour conversation with? But I'm thinking about the dinner part, and it's like, what kind of food do I want to eat? Maybe yeah. Emeril Lagasse. I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of overrated. I guess like Michelle Obama. Sure, is no, that that's like reasonable. a cop out? Because no. like everybody wants to have dinner with her, right? Yeah, oh, she's so great. That's my answer. I'll okay. stick with that. Okay, that's a good one. Um. Now I'm thinking of who the best chef would be. Uh, maybe Brooks Headley, guy who does Superiority Burger in East Village. Seems like a fascinating guy. Um, but a real answer, I guess. Uh, I just wrapped up season three of You're the Worst, and it is like the best show on television. Uh, best recurring show. Best new show this year was Atlanta, hands down. Um, but like Stephen Falk, the guy who created the show, like, I, I need to talk to the guy, like, from whose mind that show sprang forth. Because cool. it's, like, incredible. Like, on a writing level, on an acting level, and then, like, on, an, on a level where, like, they tackle issues that are, like, important, which not enough uh, shows do. Or if they do, they don't do it well, you know? Uh, so for right now, I'd say Stephen Falk or maybe Brooks Hadley. <laughs> nice. Question number three. Would you like to be famous and in what way? Yes, 100%. If so. <laughs> All right. Um, in what way? I uh, Well, I'm an actor. So, um, MikeAbalon.com, if you'd like to book me for anything, uh, at MikeAbalon on Twitter. Um, yeah, I already, I already do that, and that is ostensibly uh, the career path. I don't think I need to be, like, mega famous, but I, I am, like, aiming to make a career out of being uh, a professional comedian, which I guess would be, like, a large bulk of the people on this show, right? Because they're friends of you two. Um, I mean, not a large bulk, but you know, like more than more. Than, I'm not going to be the only person on this show who's going to have that answer. Um, but yeah, I, I think the level of fame I'd like to, well, I, most comedians, even like the most famous comedians aren't super famous. You know what I mean? Like no one's covering Tina Fey in People Magazine. You know, no one's bothering Conan O'Brien on the street. Like he doesn't have paparazzi. You know what I mean? Like not in the same way that like Jennifer Lawrence or Chris Pratt mm -hmm. is just going to get gossip about them no mm -hmm. matter what. Um, so I feel like just like decent comedian famous is like how famous I want to be. Decent comedian famous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. What about you? Yeah. I used to really, really, really want to be, and I wanted to be a singer. Mm -hmm. Um, now I'm not so sure. Oh boy. Because like in the famous sense, like, cause that just says a lot 
right? Like that's a lot. Like me opening up my Instagram to public was a really big deal. <laughs> and I kind of freaked out a little bit about it. I was like, people are going to scroll through and see like some like really old photos and they're going to post it everywhere. Sure. And so that part freaks me out, like the lack of privacy. But the influence would be really nice. Wow. I feel like that's uh, not a thing that a lot of people look forward to with their uh, their fame. Like what like what agenda are, would you want to try and push? Like my agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that I care about. Sure. Hashtag me. So it's almost just like the power of it. Like you just want to be able yeah. to say like, hey, everyone should go check out this ice cream place. And like people go do it and you're like, Ugh. Well, like, I mean, even if you just think of social media influencers, quote unquote influencers, like if you, you know, if you post something like Standing Rock was huge with right, people right. who would post it on Instagram and like sure. that's. I don't know, these days, like, we're all so um, inundated with things that, like, we look for information in uh, quick ways, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like being famous, you have a lot of pull with people. Um, wow. And that would be super cool. It's just, yeah, no, I like, I get it. But it always, like, I always feel like people uh, talk about that aspect of fame as, like, a, like a responsibility. Yeah. Like, they didn't want that part, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, like, interesting to hear that you're, like, looking forward to that part. Yeah. Anyway. Question four. Uh, before going to a social event or meeting, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Sorry, say that one more time. <sighs> before going to a social event or meeting, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Oh, no. no. So, no. I definitely, like, uh, you know those, the Myers-Briggs, whatever? Sure. One of them is about if you plan things out or if you just wing it. I'm 100% on the wing it side. Um, like, uh, in work, in life and everything, like when I do presentations at work, I usually wing it, um, generally works out better for me. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm the same way. I think that's, are you, uh, like an improviser? Yeah. 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 I think that's part of it is that like that ingrains it into your brain that like, uh, you're, you're fine. You have everything you need to know in your brain and it'll come up at the right moment. Mm -hmm. I think people who plan things are just like they might not necessarily like trust themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that like a big thing about improv is it just teaches you just be like, you're fine. Yeah. You know, you're not like preparation is great, but you know, you're, if you're like nervous about like what you're going to say, don't be. I don't, I even think that people who need to plan things out isn't even necessarily about trusting themselves. It's about control. Um, like they, those types of people tend to have need to have control over things. They need to know exactly what's going to happen when. Right. Um, and I'm like, I'm controlling in some ways, in some aspects of sure. my life, but in that aspect, I don't think well, I there, am. Yeah. There's some things in your life where like you need to have control. Like I, this is such like a general, generally vague, like a vaguely phrased question, but it, cause like, uh, you know, if you're like doing an overseas trip, it's like, yeah, it'd be kind of healthy to like plan some things but yeah, yeah. If, in terms of just like talking and conversation. It's like, I never go into a party like, I'm going to go up to this guy and I'm going to say this. It's like, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. All right. Question number cinco. What? Sorry, I don't speak Spanish. What number is that? Oh, Baxter, you don't speak Spanish? I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, what would constitute a perfect day for you? <laughs> what would constitute a perfect day for me? I would sleep until like three in the afternoon. I'm like, you know, how they say like everyone's body clock is different. Like some people are better on seven hours. Some people are better on nine hours. Yeah. If left to my own devices, I will sleep for like 13 hours. Sure. And that's where I feel like optimal sure so a perfect day sleeping until like three not moving till like five like two hours in bed just on the computer um probably ordering delivery Mm -hmm. 
because I'm not cooking. What are you ordering? Ooh, good question. Uh, probably a burrito. Travels well. Mm, yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's the tortilla like tortilla gets soggy though. No, I, I guess. <laughs> but if they're making it right and it's not traveling far, yeah, yeah, it's like it travels better than you know, like ice cream. Travels travels better than tacos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, because it's all contained in one unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ordering a burrito and then, uh, sorry, I just moved the windscreen. Uh, and then probably um, going out for uh, drinks with uh, friends and then doing a show. Where do you live? Bushwick. What about you? Crown Heights. Gotcha. Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. All right. What constitutes a perfect day for you? Um, so like if I choose, it would definitely be sleeping in. However, I do feel like I actually usually end up enjoying myself more if I actually woke up and like did something because like I would in my mind I'm like yeah I would sleep in because I love sleeping in and I need like 15 hours of sleep Mm -hmm. but generally I actually feel better at the end of the day if I had woken up so like today I woke up I went to go work out and then now I'm here so like a perfect day okay are we we talking about normal life or traveling life normal life normal life normal life Yeah, yeah yeah I would wake up I would go work out or do yoga I would do yoga new for me um and then i would like you know like have coffee with my friends take a slow brunch go home and nap get back up and hang out with more friends okay that's legit (laughs) yeah i can't um like every study is like you you feel better if you wake up early and you exercise or whatever never in my life have i ever felt that really yeah anytime i wake up early it feels like a waste because like my brain isn't on until like after lunch anyway Mm. So it's well, truly... maybe if you exercise, your brain would be I don't on. Like the judgy tone in your no, voice. No, <laughs> I'm just saying you should try it. I, 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 it's, it's not for me. It truly is. That's cool. I can't. All right. Uh, what are we on? We already did this one. Question six: When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? Um, that was probably like an hour ago. Right. I generally everything that's coming out of my mouth, I'm making it into a song. Oh, fun. Uh, and I do that to my roommate all day long and or to myself. So constantly. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Um, yeah. I feel like I have more or less the same answer. I'm trying to think of who has the opposite answer. Who's not singing? People who need to not improvise. I, don't know. I, gu- I guess. <laughs> People who are. But it, I like music is like a universal human language. Like who doesn't like hum a little tune when they're like, you know, vacuuming or like hopping into the shower or whatever. Let's not judge people who aren't musical. I'm ju- I judge super hard. <laughs> I judge so hard. And I'm not even like saying like, I'm a musician. I just mean like, I don't know. It's It always strikes me as a little crazy when someone's like, I don't listen to music. It's like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, that is pretty bizarre. Because you, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm about to get real like, like, you know, trippy here. But like everything is kind of music, right? Like anything yeah. who has a rhythm, anything yes. that has like a... No, I agree. Yeah. It's like a f- like the oldest form of human communication. Is it? Can you verify that? I, I'm going to go ahead and guess <laughs> that I'm right on that one. And it, but so like it's crazy to me when people like don't identify with any form of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone should be singing all the time. Yeah. This feels more like uh, what's the test that like roots out sociopaths? This feels like a question from that test. You know what I mean? Like, do you enjoy animals? Like, those kinds of questions. Do you enjoy dissecting animals? Do you enjoy, like, torturing them? Uh, that are, kind of stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, this feels like it would be at home with those questions. So, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> are we on question seven? I believe so. Okay. 
Mike. Yes. Because <laughs> that's your name. Here, I'm sorry. Angela? <laughs> you, <laughs> you will live until 90, but must choose either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years. Shit. Which do you choose? Oof. Mind or body? That's a tough one. From 30 to 90. I feel like a monster that I even have to think about it because I feel like the right answers. People go like, oh, mind, of course. But there's part of me that's like, I don't know. <laughs> You could get a lot done in this society if you're like, uh, if you have the mind of an 80 year old, but you still look hot. You know what I mean? Sure. Should we just say, though, that like just to make it more fun, that you're kind of like going senile? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's still it's still like a tough decision. I wouldn't mind having a 30 year old body and having a senile 80 year old mind. Huh. Okay. Ugh. I guess I'd go mind. Mind is like the right answer. No, it's not. There is no right answer. There is no spoon. Um. Yeah, I'd go mind. You got to be able to fend for yourself. You know what I mean? I think that's also like if you if you picked the body of a thirty year old, then like people would hand things to you, but you wouldn't be able to do things for yourself. And I think that's what it like in my head it comes down to. It's like I'd want to be able to just like you know function in everyday society sure uh, as a 90 year old um <laughs> i think i would choose the body because <laughs> it's kind of like you know um uh so it's like if you were like the sharpest of minds but your body just like you like you what if you were in a wheelchair then yeah, you would right so wouldn't you be i would be like it would be torturous you don't think the other way around would be torturous no, because you wouldn't know any better. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, flowers for Algernon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a truly tough call. But all right, I see your side of it. Yep. Okay. Question number eight. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? No. Absolutely not. Oh my, no. I don't think about that. <laughs> Why are you so offended? I didn't write the question. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. You never think about your own death? No. Oh, wow. Constantly. I think about it constantly. Jesus. Yeah. Buddha. Um, no, I don't I don't think about it. Wow. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I think about my own death all the time. I don't um, know if I have a hunch about how I will die, because that implies that I know anything about myself. I feel like this is a question for people who are like, <laughs> like, oh, well, I like swimming, so maybe I'll drown. It's like, I don't know. I don't know myself well enough well, to... Well, what are your paranoias? Like, or what What are your, like, things that you're afraid will happen to you? Like, Final Destination style no, It's not. It's not even, like, I fixate on one type of death. It's just that, like, I think about it constantly. Like, I'll read a news story about someone who, like, you know, drove their car off a bridge and couldn't get out of the car, and then, like, I'll just sit in bed thinking about that for, like, half an hour. Like, what would it be like? And, like... I picture like every aspect of like, okay, there's the impact and then you hit the water and then there's the fear of not being able to open your door and then there's the drowning and then the realizing you're not going to get air and then the dying. Like every, my brain just works through every part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I almost got hit by a bus in Cuba just a few days ago. (laughs) Hey, other than that, how was Cuba? Yeah, Cuba was great. Yeah. It was awesome. But I almost got hit by a bus because they don't, they do not stop for you. Sure. And I was not paying attention Hey, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. Right. So I guess like if I was going to die. It'd be hit by a bus? So okay. So okay. What is that? That's a Chinese superstition. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like knock on wood? Mm-hmm. Got it. 
It's my turn? Yeah, I guess Question so. number nine? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not like that question. Um, <clears throat> name two things you and your partner... That's me. Oh, got it. ...appear to have in common. Okay. Uh, we are comedians and we're Asian. Is that too superficial? <laughs> I mean, they're... they're you can answer it however you like. Yeah. I just want to point out, um, hold on, <laughs> I need to turn this on, that when uh, we paired you guys together, we did not purposely do <laughs> We believe you. We believe you. We believe you. He's racist. <laughs> he has a randomizer, we just put in names, and then we looked at your profile pictures, and we're like, they're going to think we're super racist. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. It's all good. It's, fine. it's all good. It's fine. It happens all the time. <laughs> Literally all the time. Does that happen to you too? What? Do your white friends ever go like, hey, look, another Asian. You should go talk to them. No. No, oh, all the time. They know me better than that. Yeah, all right. I got to get better friends. <laughs> That's just a disclaimer. Please don't sue us. <laughs> um, name two things you and your partner appear to have in common. Yeah. Can I say the same thing? Sure. Asian. I'm going to, no, I'm going to go different. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Go a little deeper. I went with, like, facts you could check off on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like, rap sheet facts. Yeah, yeah, Okay, we're both... We're both seemly, seemingly gregarious. Sure, I'll go with that. And, um... Uh... I don't have eyelids. You have eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh... uh yeah, we're both Asian. It seems like we're both like... Are uh, you half? I'm full. Oh. I'm 100% Filipino. Oh! Hmm. All I right. I just uh, look like this. I don't know. <laughs> um, it happens a lot. Uh, like when I was in Europe, people would always go like, Spanish? And I'd be like, I'll take it. Yeah, you could pass. Yeah. Um, there's very few things I could pass for. It's like uh, Spanish and then gay are the two things I can pass for. A Spanish gay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Espanol. Um... No, I was gonna say we both seem like uh like open to new things, right? Sure. You just answered a question a few questions ago by being like, I'm gonna get real like trippy here, which is like a very uh like open thing to say. Sure. And we're both doing this weird podcast. So Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um question number ten. Oh, this is so grammatically correct. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? I'm thinking of all the things. Yeah, Keep every I mean, second of that silence. <laughs> I wanted to hold it as long as possible. There, I mean, I feel so grateful for a lot of things, but I'm trying to think of like what's the most. You know what? I am damn grateful that um, that um, I'm grateful for my friends. That's a sweet <laughs> answer. Who are you thinking of in specific? Oh, I mean, I have like a group of best friends. <laughs> Anna, do you know this girl named Anna Breton? No, I don't. So great. No? So great. <laughs> um, I have a group of best friends that I have known since second grade that I'm still best friends with. Wow. And then I have a group of best friends from college that I still sure. see a lot. And then I have a pretty good group of friends here as well. The second graders stuck with you through all the moving? Um, well, I mean, they don't all live here. One of them lives here now. She okay. just moved here like two years ago. Right, right. Um, another one's in Georgia. Gotcha. Another one just moved to Georgia. But so you're you're keeping up that friendship digitally, or secret uh, traveling pants? Yeah, I mean, like we took a trip to Iceland together last oh, that's year. Cool. Sure. It was the first trip the four of us took together. The four of us are called the Tofu Fighters. Gross. Yeah, in middle school, <laughs> we called ourselves the Tofu Fighters. Is it is it mostly a pun on Foo Fighters, or is it mostly that you enjoy eating meat? 
You know, that's a great question. Nobody's ever asked us that. <laughs> uh, I don't know how we came up with it, but we just came. I think it was because three out of four of us are Asian. Sure. So. All right. Well, I mean, two of us are East Asian, so gotcha. the tofu. Um. Oh, my God. The Foo Fighters. <laughs> Is that just hitting you? That's your name that you've had for yourself. That's brilliant. <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm drunk. <laughs> what did you put in that comment? Uh, for what in my life do I feel most grateful? Um, I feel like uh, that I'm generally healthy. I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people take for granted. I try and like practice like active gratefulness. Like mm. at times when <clears> you don't <throat> feel grateful, like when you're just like having a blank, nothing thought Mm -hmm. just like actively think like well i have all of my limbs i'm like i like i'm getting over a cold but like i don't have any terminal illnesses you know what i mean like all of my senses work like that like i have my mental faculties that kind of thing just like i enjoy actively being grateful for that because it's only when something like that is taken away that most people like well at least i have my other arm you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so yeah that's true yeah, it's like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs type thing where it's like, okay, first I have like my body. Yeah. Like, I'm I was actually going to say that as my other thing. I was like, yeah. I'm grateful that I'm able to walk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing is like, you know, super important to me. <clears throat> uh, your question. Question 11. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Oh. Shit. <laughs> See, I think this question implies that there is something about myself that I attribute to my childhood that I would change. And I don't think there is. <clears throat> like, I like I feel like I've already come to that kind of existential moment where I'm like, I'm okay with who I am. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't a part of me that's like, I wish I was, like, more confident or whatever. Like, even for all the shitty things I can list about myself, I'm, like, I'm okay with them. Like, I accept myself as I am. You know what I mean? So I don't think there's anything about my, like, childhood that I would change. I guess maybe, like, having a dad... Only insofar as, like, I, I don't, it, it, like, it feels like a thing that you should have, but I don't even, like, all my friends who grew up in two-parent households, like, don't seem significantly happier or more well-adjusted than I am. Like, I think my mom did a pretty good job, so, like, I don't know, I guess I would change the fact that I grew up with just my mom. What so happened I could dad? Uh, They just got divorced, that's all. Um, yeah, he didn't die or anything tragic. Um, just a scumbag. Uh, Do you not talk to him? No, not really. Not in like a like <laughs> you kind of way. Just in like a we have nothing in common. Right. You're just no a man to me. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. Um, yeah. So I guess that's the thing I would change just on the basis of like I wish I'd gone to more baseball games. But like I don't really I don't regret not having a dad. You know what I mean? I think that's like the root of the question is like what do you regret about your childhood and that you would change if you had the power to. And it's I like I don't think it's really necessarily about regret. It's more just if you could change something, what would you change? OK, what would you change? What would I change yeah. about my childhood? <clears throat> oh, about the way I was raised. About the way you were raised, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think um, I would change. Uh, <laughs> I would change my parents' relationship. I actually kind of feel like I wish they had gotten divorced a little oh, wow. bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they have a very tumultuous relationship, and gotcha. like I feel like having gone through a very serious relationship recently and figuring out the way I handle relationships it's modeled very much after my parents' relationship. Mm. So I, if I could change one thing, I would change the way that they like fight because I don't know how to like, you know how they always say you should know how to fight with your partner. Like you should I, know how to argue because guess, then you yeah. like can figure it out. And sure. um, I don't know how 
because my way is yelling. <laughs> gotcha. And you think that was a result of like just watching your parents do that all the time? Yeah. Okay. For sure. So, but so, but you do have that active thought where it's like I'm being my parents right now and I need to stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I do. Sure. Sure. No, I think that's healthy. But it's still hard to like change. Just of because course. I'm aware of it doesn't mean I'm oh, like no, 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 of course. No, doing yeah. it. I think everyone has that aspect where they look at something their parents did and they're like, I'm actively going to try not to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Question 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? If I could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Shoot. Um, I think like, I think I, I, I agree with you earlier when you said you overthink things because I definitely do that. Mm-hmm. I like analyze the shit out of things. Um, I think I kind of wish I didn't do that as much because I feel oh. like I would go through life a lot like freer. Interesting. It's interesting because the question is phrased as like a gain and mm-hmm. you specifically. It's a loss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine. I like I uh, am in the middle of watching Westworld right now. Oh, yeah. I just finished episode nine. Oh, nice. Okay. I just finished episode seven. But there's that moment in the middle where Maeve uh, is like forcing the technicians to like adjust her attributes. Yep. And she's like dialed down my Ooh, loyalty. And are stuff. we spoil alerting? Whatever. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You ever read that really long AV Club article about spoilers? Nope. It was posted years ago. Nope. For the like right before the Breaking Bad finale, and it's it's like this beautiful piece that still gets shared anytime any finale is coming up, where the author argues that like a spoiler doesn't really spoil anything. Like if I told you that Walt dies at the end of Breaking Bad, that says nothing about what it's like wow. ten years old. <laughs> Like, like if I tell you that, it doesn't say anything about like, uh, like the writing or the direction or the execution or how he got there or how you feel about it. You know what I mean? It's like that's such a small part of the puzzle, and ostensibly some people might enjoy it more because then they don't have that anxiety of just like what's gonna happen. I think different people have different takes on that because I will then just stop watching it if I already know what's gonna happen. Wow, no, not at all. I mean, not for something like Breaking Bad because it's so good. I would still watch it. Right, exactly. That's the say. That's like the point. Is like if. If you're really invested in the work, then it doesn't matter. I guess. You know what I mean? Then in that case, yes. I agree. It's also <laughs> like, I, maybe you can relate to this, but like from a writer's standpoint, a lot of the time at the beginning of a script, you can you already know how it's going to end, but that doesn't mean you're not going to watch the movie. You know what I mean? Like anytime you sit down in any movie, you know the hero's going to like get the bad guy. I guess I'm also thinking um, <laughs> one of my biggest guilty pleasures is elimination reality TV shows. Ugh. So anything that's reality and anything where someone is Ugh. eliminated per episode, <laughs> I will watch it. I will watch the shit out of it. Sure. And most of the pleasure is in knowing at the end who's left. <laughs> All right. So in that case, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, I still have an answer to this. Uh, if I could wake up having gained any uh, invisibility, does that count? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You went with a very realistic answer, and as soon as I read it, I was like, I'd be invisible. 100%. It's well, the best damn, I would fly then. Maybe transportation. I Oh my gosh, we used to have these conversations all the time in college. Like, what's the best superpower to have? Yeah, flying. I think instantaneous transportation. Yeah. Because flying, you're still, like, you're limited by, like, speed. Like, you have to travel from A to B. You However, know I mean? the journey is part of the fun. No. <laughs> flying is like it's a it's the flashiest superpower it's like it's cool you can fly people are looking at you like look that person can yeah, fly yeah but don't you think it'd be so cool to be in the air no 
I think it'd be cooler to wake up five minutes before I have to be at work and then just transport to What work. if you could fly through the Grand Canyon? How cool would that be? What if I could transport to the Grand Canyon? It's a better superpower than flying. I think... Um, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, okay, question 13. <clears throat> if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? How I'm going to die. Really? Um, not how I'm going to die. I want to keep that one a mystery. But like, uh, I want to know like what my life is like when I die. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, I yeah, want to know yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, like, are you going to be miserable? Are you going to be happy? Exactly. Are you going to have 10 grandkids? Yes, yes. I want to know like my life circumstances when I die. And then when I start to hit those markers, then I can start to panic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to know sure. when I die, but if the crystal ball was like, you have 10 grandkids when you die, then like as soon as grandkid number 10 is born, I'm going to start looking over my shoulder a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I would not want to know that. What would you want to know? Uh, okay, so the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else. I think I would just want to know, you know what? I don't want to know shit. Wow. You <laughs> turned down an all-powerful crystal ball? Do I... Anything. You can ask it anything. I don't know. Oh, I. you know, sometimes I like to know what other people think about me. <laughs> that counts. So if I, could, if I could, like, get the power where, like, for maybe a day, everybody I interact with, I know what they're thinking. I would like that. That'd be cool. That was the last question. If you could wake up and have any ability tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't <laughs> want it forever because that would just be like exhausting. Then I'd be constantly changing myself to make sure that I know exactly what result I'm going to get from other people. What would be the benefit in ha having it for one day? I don't know. It's just be curious. Narcissism. Sure. Right? Okay. Like everybody's kind of sometimes wants to know, right? All right. That works. I think I'm a people pleaser too, though. So that's oh, probably part of it. Yeah. No, I'm the opposite. I could not give a shit what other people think. <laughs> That's evident. <laughs> just kidding. Thank just kidding. You. <laughs> Question 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time, and why haven't you done it? Damn. This is a heavy-ass question. Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time, and why haven't you done it? Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, like, I've always wanted to, like, like uh, be in a band, perform on stage, sing, why haven't you all done? that stuff. Because um, I'm lazy. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Or I'm scared. I don't know. Sure. All right. You? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Feel free to expound on your answer while I think of mine. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to sing for us while he's thinking of answer. <clears throat> when you say you'd want to be in a band, do you mean you'd want to be a singer? Would you want to play an instrument? Um, for, for, first and foremost, singing. Sure. And then, like, you know, perhaps the keys, because I play piano. Oh, okay. That's, it's like a very attainable goal. I know. It really is. Like you could walk out the door and do that. For sure. Yeah. And then when I first moved to New York, I was like very connected to the music scene because I was uh, working uh, for like a music venue and stuff. And like I had access to all these cool people who played instruments, but I just didn't do anything. Hmm. All right. Oh, man. I don't know. I feel I, like I'm a very like self-actualizing person. So, like, there isn't a lot that, like, I don't do. Like, if I want to do something, I'll go do it. That's so, cool. So, like, I think all the things that I've dreamed of doing for a long time that I haven't done are, like, things that are outside of my control. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> be in a movie. It's, like, that's not up to me. Yeah. You know? So, um, I don't know. Travel the world, and I haven't done it because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. 
And don't give me that bullshit about like, you don't need money to travel. <laughs> like, you do. <laughs> uh, this is like, oh, that's another one of my pet peeves is like those blogs that are like, I, I'm hitchhiking around the world. It's like, great. I have student loans to pay off, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So. How old are you again? 26. Hmm. How old are you? You never ask guess. a lady her age. I don't give a shit. Uh, I don't want to guess. That's the worst version of the, is this asking another this pet question. Peeve of yours? No, it's just I'm terrible at it. I'm 28. 28. Okay, I would have guessed younger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a shimmy right now for all you listeners. <laughs> all right, question 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? <laughs> oh, this implies I have accomplishments. Um. I don't know. Ugh. How are you supposed to answer this question? It, every time, every question that comes up, I, like, in my head, I do a quick flash run through of, like, oh, what are, (laughs) this is, like, I'm a sociopath. Like, oh, what are, like, normal human responses to this? Like, (laughs) what what would other people say? And I feel like other people listening to their accomplishments is going to be, like, my child. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I've raised the greatest son. Ugh, mom. I don't know. Are you not a kid person? No, I am. Just okay. a bomb. Sure. Um, it's also like I, I'm a, aware of the fact that like I'm a young person. So it's like, what could I possibly brag about? I've done nothing with my life. I graduated. But even that's like a thing you're supposed to do. You know, not like everyone's supposed to do it. But it's like, I don't get a medal for doing that. You know, um, I get a useless piece of paper. Uh, I don't know. I've been on TV, I guess. That feels like a thing. It, it only feels like a thing as far as, like, that's that's the career path that I've chosen for myself, and I haven't fucked it up yet, which doesn't feel like an accomplishment. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, if I was an architect and I said, like, well, I work in an architecture firm, it's like, great, cool, you're doing what you want to do. That's, I guess, an accomplishment, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like an objectively praiseable thing. So... Mine would be the fact that uh, I've only been beaten twice in my life in a chug-off. I'm glad that sense ended with in a chug-off. <laughs> <laughs> so come at me, bro. Anybody who wants to challenge me to a beer chug-off, I will probably beat you. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Nick is pretty good at chugging beer. I want to see this happening. I wasn't going to say that, but... <laughs> He's really good. I, also- I will carve time out of my schedule to let this podcast go longer if we can do this and add it to YouTube as like a podcast. We bonus. may have yes. to end this podcast with a try. I will for sure watch this. Um, I also want to know, Mike, uh, what in what capacity were you on television? Um, I've been in a handful of commercials, uh, and then I, uh, I, my television debut is in uh, the Judd Apatow produced Pete Holmes starring HBO show Crashing, which debuts February 19th on HBO, and I am in the finale, which will air sometime in April. Nice. It's my birthday. I did want to Me ask, too. Um, Wait, we have the same birthday? No. When, oh, February 19th is your birthday? Yeah. I thought you meant sometime in April was your birthday. Oh. No. no. Happy early birthday. Thanks. So <laughs> Sorry, Nick. What were you saying? You said you've been beaten twice. Who beat you? Oh. <laughs> Um, well, I've never won against my brother. And then, um... This is a family thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this your parents taught you? 
Oh my goodness. Story. Uh, last New Year's or last last New Year's, all the like Taiwanese people always get together for the holidays. Sure. And there's this other like brother sister duo and we were doing a chug off. And um, <laughs> yeah. And then my my dad was like, wait, wait, wait. He ran into the room and he came out with a camcorder, like a, like an old school like video cam. And was like, okay. <laughs> he had to film us chugging. <laughs> and he was very proud, of course. And my brother and I That's obviously so whooped these other two. Most parents do people. that for like dance recitals. <laughs> Wait, there is a town somewhere where there's two pairs of siblings who are into chugging. Oh, no, no, no. This other pair isn't necessarily, they aren't necessarily into chugging. It's just that the fact that my brother and I were there and we're like, let's chug. <laughs> and like, they also drink. So, yeah. We're getting the movie rights. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all Taiwanese. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Sounds anyway. like the world's worst circus. <laughs> I don't know who else beat me. I just know there was another person. Some Actually, uh, I think it was a bartender in New York, a girl. I was like, legit, legit. Okay. What bar? I don't remember. I was, it was, it was interning. It was, I was in college. I don't remember. Some gotcha. bar. Question 16. Ren, what do you value most in a friendship? That's hard. Yeah. You know what? I, I value, I value like people. I value genuine, I value people who are just super genuine. Like I really love people who just are themselves, no matter who that is, you know, if, even if they're not the same as me or have the same values as me, if they're super genuine and true to, to who they are, I love that about a person. And um, I wouldn't necessarily say that's like the, my biggest thing that I value in like a friend, but like I do value that in people. Or maybe, yeah, it is what I value in a friend. Yeah. Interesting. I think I, d- I value that in people, but maybe not in a friend. But I think it's because I'm also like super judgmental. So it's like, it's like I value it objectively in a person, but it, like if they identify as like a person that like I don't want to hang around with, you know, like if they're super genuine, they're like, this is the person I am and I don't like that person. Then it's like, great. I don't need to hang out with you. Thank you for saving me that time. Sure. I mean, no, I mean, if I don't like the person, I'm not going to hang out with them. Sure. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the thing that I value most in a friendship is, um, I don't know, like, uh, like tolerance, I guess. I don't mean like in a, in the grand, like social justice way. I mean like, um, can you put up with shit? You know what I mean? Cause do you give them a lot of shit? <laughs> well, no, not intentionally, <laughs> but it is like, I don't know, like hanging out with other comedians. It's like, can you do bits? You know what I mean? Like. I I don't know if Wait. you guys have this problem, but like you ever meet like a new coworker or something and they just aren't up to do bits, like they just don't get jokes. Like I I used to work with this girl, like literally there's a there's a, a moment in the office where they refer to Oscar as actually because that's how he responds to everything. He's like, actually. And this girl literally did that. Like anytime anyone told any form of joke, even if it was like why the chicken cross the road? Like any form of joke, she she would never laugh and she would just butt in and be like, well, actually, and then like explain why that was wrong. And it's like, come on, dude, you got to loosen up a little bit. I um like, I can't stand it when there are too many bits. Like, <laughs> I think it gets really exhausting. <laughs> sure. No, I'm not saying doing bits all the time. Because like, that's also like a thing is like, you got to know when to turn it off. Yeah. Like, I can't handle people who are always on. Yeah. But just the tolerance not just for bits like tolerance does feel like the right word it's like like being able to keep up 
Is yeah. that kind of what you're Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to purposefully give my friends shit, but it's like, are you going to put up with it when I am giving you shit? Sure. Yeah, it feels like a thing. Question 17. What is your most treasured memory? How much deeper can these questions go? I have an answer. 17. Go. Please go. (laughs) Okay. In fifth grade, um, the big play of our elementary school was the fifth grade play, which was a Christmas play. And uh, the most coveted role for females was Mrs. Claus. And I auditioned. And I remember everybody was out in the like auditorium area where all the classes gathered and Mr. Ford was calling out the roles and who got them. And then he ended with, and Mrs. Claus is Ren Pierre. And I got to go up and everybody applauded, and it was the best. That's great. Yeah. Very progressive of them to cast uh, an That's Asian girl as Mrs. Claus. Guys, let's be real. That's how I get by in the comedy world. It's just because I'm Asian. Um... This is tough. I don't know. Because I feel like, again, going to like, what what do other humans say? I feel like the answer is like something from your childhood. And it's like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pick one particular childhood memory. Like, I think of my childhood as one giant ball, one giant collection of just like, yeah, I guess that was like a thing. No, because those don't. It feels like distance is what makes it treasured. Does that make sense? Like, if I said something that happened last week, it's like, I could say it's a treasured memory, but I don't know if it's actually treasured, because I need 50... Like, if I still remember it in 50 years, it'll be a treasured memory. Sure. So it feels like it has to be something that happened a long time ago. Sure. So I don't know. I guess just like... uh... It could be a general memory. It doesn't have to be specific. Like, oh, back when I was young, I used to drink milk every night with Uh, my mom. Yeah, back in my day. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I used to steal my mom's coffee when I was a kid, which is weird because I don't really like coffee. Um, but it felt like a very adult thing, like when she was at the counter, just like walk up and take her mug and start drinking out of it very casually. You were needing to be an adult. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I rushed to this age, and I'm just going to stay here forever. <laughs> oh, don't say that. In Chinese culture, if you say you want to stay at an age, it means you die. Oh, boy. So hit your mouth and say sohui. Sohui? Mm-hmm. Got it. Thanks. Uh, is it my question? Mm-hmm. Question 18. <laughs> what is your most terrible memory? I mean, I can't think of anything specific necessarily, but I, I, you know, actually, no, I don't know if these are like my most terrible memories. Yeah, no, okay. My most terrible memory is like heartbreak, right? Like who doesn't? Okay, sure. Unless you're a sociopath. <laughs> um, like, my first big heartbreak was in um, senior year of college. And my boyfriend at the time just, like, randomly broke up with me out of nowhere. I Oof. did not see it coming. Oof. And, like, we were planning to move to New York together. Not live together, but, like, we were going to both sure. be there. Um, he had, like, come home to see visit my, like, meet my parents and... It was all, you know, signs pointing towards continual right, relationships. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was like really dramatic. Looking back, I'm like, wow, it was so melodramatic. But it was, I mean, it, it was a really, 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 really tough time. But silver lining is that it made me much more empathetic towards other people's heartbreak because, like, you don't really know what it feels like until you really go through yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, I mean, that was a really terrible, terrible time. Oof. 
Did he end up moving to New York? Yeah, he actually lives in my neighborhood now, I think. Oh, <laughs> are you on speaking terms? Uh, I mean, we're not like not on speaking terms. Okay. But we're not, you know, I, I don't go out, I'm, go, go out of my way to speak to him. We had like drinks two and a half years ago, three years ago when I was dating my now ex, <laughs> <laughs> my most recent relationship. When I was dating him, we like met up and had drinks and it was really weird. Oh boy. Yeah. One on one? Yeah. Whose idea? remember all right his or mine well, that's I, interesting probably his okay i don't know my most terrible memory i don't know because again it feels like it should be something severe but it's like i don't know um like i was poor when i was a kid i think like, is that kind of, like a generalized memory of yeah. being poor you sure. know what i mean like that's not fun no it's not fun to be poor when you're a kid. It's not fun to be like, I want this toy. And like your mom just be like, mm, that's not hard pass. Um, I was in a really bad car accident when I was a kid. Oh. Uh, my brother was driving uh, a convertible and we had the top down and then the car rolled over like on a patch of rocks. So it was like, we could have died. Like looking at the headrest, getting out of the car, it was like there were scratches on it. It was like, we could have died. We walked away fine. It was incredible. Nobody just scratches? Bruises? Barely. Whiplash? Whiplash, mostly. It was shocking. This was a bad car accident. Wait, so it rolled, but then did it roll back to the... By the time the car had stopped rolling, because it rolled more than once, by the time it had stopped rolling, it was like uh, like leaning against like a sign. Wow. Yeah, so that was bad. How old was your brother? Um, He's 41 now, and I'm 26. And that happened when I was maybe... What year did Rush Hour 2 come out? <laughs> Whatever year that was. Um, no idea. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math on all that. June 2nd, 1999. No, I'm kidding. I have no idea. No, the first one came out in like 2001. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Those, those feel like they have roughly the weight of a terrible memory, but they're not particularly traumatic. You sure. know what I mean? There isn't there. There's nothing in my past. I mean, like I'm thankful for this. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm trying to be like I'm a good human being. I just like there's nothing in my past that like when I think about it like causes me active pain. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that just means I've been privileged enough to lead a life where like nothing that bad has ever happened to me, or if that just means like I am like bottling down my pain. <laughs> Have you ever had your heart broken? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've been through like bad breakups. Do you feel that pain when you think about it? Kinda, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like, like it doesn't feel like I would objectively label that as like, this is my most terrible memory. No, sure. Yeah, it's like it, I don't know, most terrible memory feels like it should be an extraordinary thing that you can like, that like hasn't happened to other people. And I feel like heartbreak is like a relatable pain. You know what I mean? It's like, like you, like you say like, I had my heart broken and everyone in the room can say like, yeah, I've been there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like if if it was something like, oh, my mom died of cancer, then like not everyone in the room would be able to say like, I know exactly what that feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. That feels like the kind of thing that should be a most terrible memory. Sure. So I don't know. Um, Is it my turn? Question 19? Yes. What are you, 20? Okay. Right. Um, if you knew that in one, oh, geez. <sighs> if you knew that in one year, you would die suddenly. Would you change anything about the way you're now living? Yeah, it stopped paying bills. <laughs> That's like, I don't know. I I think because I grew up poor, I think a lot about money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so that's a, that like uh, going back to the travel question. It's like, yeah, I haven't traveled the world because like it costs money. So like, I think that's something I would change is like if, if you told me in 365 days I'm going to die, I'd be like, great, then I'm quitting all of my jobs and I'm going to do whatever I want. Like I'm going to live a very reckless lifestyle. Because um, what are they going to do? Charge me more money? Who gives a shit? Uh, I mean, it's going to be passed on to my next of kin, but that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'm an awful human being. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's honestly like the biggest change I would make is I would just like stop caring about like the day to day stuff and just be like, all right, cool. I'm going to like go to shows every night and just tell jokes because that's like what my heart wants to do. Question 20 beyond what you value in friendship. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to read this exactly as it's italicized beyond what you value in friendship. What does friendship mean to you? What does friendship mean to me? I mean, they're like essential. Like, I feel like I talked a lot about my friends. Uh, they're essentially like my support. I mean, uh, they are the people who have kept me going through tough times. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's what friend. That's wait. What was the question again? What does friendship mean to you? <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 They're okay. my family. Yeah. They support. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think I'm going to almost recycle a variation of the last answer where it's like friendship to me is like when you when you feel the freedom to just dick around. You know what I mean? Like doing bits. Like like if I can just text you out of the blue. Like there's some people where like if you text them, they're like, "What do you want?" You know, like what do you need? Why for what purpose are you texting me? And I feel like if I can just text you like Man, this delivery guys are super late or whatever. Just like a, like a nothing sentence. Oh yeah. And you're like up for it. That's like that feels like real friendship. Oh, oh, yeah. On that, in that vein, I like to text my my friend from college about my poops. Yeah, So, sure. like, that to me is friendship. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah, if I had a really great poop, I'll text her. I'll be like, sure. yo, I just had the best banana poop. <laughs> What's a banana poop? Oh, my God. You don't know what a banana poop is? Well, it... It's, it's, like, it's an ambiguous mm-hmm. phrase. Okay, it's, sure. It's, it's like, like perfect. banana, perfect. and it's like nice and long. You do understand that could also be a poop as a result of eating bananas, right? Sure. So it's not crazy of me to ask what's a banana. It's poop. pretty crazy. It if you're well versed, no. If you're well versed in poopage, like you know what a banana poop. is. Oh, this is. is like a coin term in the poop community. Yeah. The poop community. The poop. The the community. Nice. Nailed it. Question. Tw- uh, it's your question. Never mind. Really? Okay. Question. Yeah. Anyone. Um, what roles do love and affection play in your life? I've always been very much a person, uh, again, I think this is, we were talking about like what you learn from your parents and how you adapt that to like your relationship styles. Yep. Like divorce runs in my family. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in my family is very, like my mom is like, I, I don't need anyone else. Like I'm going to die alone. And she's like, cool with it. She's at peace with it. Not in, like a sad <laughs> way. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I feel like everyone in my family has that kind of attitude where it's just like, like my mom has said on occasion, like, if I ever do get remarried, I'm keeping my house. He has to have his own place. This is my shit, and I'm not going to let him fuck up my shit. And, like, uh, like my sister is, like, a big, like, um, like romantic, you know, but she's divorced, too, and, like, my brother's divorced. It's, like, I, I think, so I think that, that molded me as a person where, like, I'm, I'm independent to a fault. I'm very much a person who's, like, uh, all right, yeah, we've been dating for, like, X amount of years, uh, and if it ended tomorrow, I'd be okay. 
not in like a callous way. Like, of course I would mourn and grieve, but like, like I know that like ultimately like, cause I look at my mom and I'm like, she's fine. I'll be fine. We'll both be fine. You know what I mean? So like, I, I think that love is important, but I don't expect it of anyone. Like right now as a 26 year old in my head, it's like, it, I know that if I died alone, if I looked into that crystal ball and it said like, you're going to die alone, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like that wouldn't bum me out in any way. You know what I mean? Um, I think that love is like important and then like human development wise, everyone needs that form of affection, but mm-hmm. it's not like I wouldn't put it in anywhere near the top of like my needs list. Yeah. Um, what role does love and affection play in my life? Uh, I guess a lot. I mean, I think like the most important thing for me is, um, this is probably really bad for the mic, me doing this, um, is like human relationships. Um, but in like in all forms, right? Like all forms of love. Um, but I guess like most recently (laughs) getting in a relationship has been a top of mind not simply because it's what I desire but more because of pressure from my parents like my dad literally sent me a pdf attached to an email uh it was a separate letter that he had written attached to an email that about um how it's time for me oh he wrote the pdf yeah yeah, yeah. he, like, he, he out wrote letter, he typed out a letter a PDF, yeah, yeah. and then and then attached it in an email. Like, not only did he not include it just in the body of yeah. the email, like, yeah. he felt it necessary to separately write it. Did he sign it? <laughs> yeah, was it from the desk of and then your dad's name? Yeah, it had, like, letterhead and everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but he's, like, kind of crazy like that. But, I mean, did kind of put the added pressure on. And then, like, my uncle, who's, like, really old, who's basically, like, my grandfather, he lives in Taiwan. He's like, next time I come, in Chinese, he's like, mm-hmm. next time I come to America, it's for your wedding. And I'm like, oh, don't say <laughs> that to me. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, so I guess that's that's the role it's playing right now. And it's, like, all of my single girlfriends, who are all fucking fantastic human sure. beings who are accomplished, smart, yeah, right. hilarious, beautiful, wonderful human beings. We're all in this like fucking dating game right now and mm. it's just the worst. It's truly the worst. Anyway, that's all. All right. Question 22. Oh, this one's been uh um a abri- or a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Abridged? Not abridged because that means shortened. Yeah. Amended. Thank Amended. you. It's early. I told you my bra- I woke I woke up like two hours ago. My brain isn't on. Uh, this one's been amended in pen. Question twenty two. Alternate uh, alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of three items. Oh okay. Um, <laughs> you have nice eyes. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I like your sense of style. Oh, okay. You're watching uh, wearing a very bold piece of clothing that I cannot describe for listeners, but it is something that it's a jean onesie. N- <laughs> not everyone would wear, but you're like owning it. <laughs> it's a jean onesie. Uh, thanks. Sure. Um, you have very nice hair. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, these are so superficial. That's fine. Uh, you seem like a very uh, like a like a loyal people person. Like, you talk a lot about your friends, which is not something that I do, and I admire that about you. Thanks. Hmm? Um, you are very witty. Thank you. Um, you uh, talk about your family in a way that I do not talk about mine, and it almost instills a little bit of jealousy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I admire your family relationship. Mm. Not that, like, I hate my own, but I admire yours. 
not all it's cracked up to be. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, <clears throat> that was three each. Yes. Was it? Yeah. I wasn't keeping track. Yeah. Okay. Question 23. How close... Oh. Funny you should mention family. Here we go. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people? Wow. Those are two very different questions. And the okay, second so first, half is very pompous. Yeah. Do okay. you feel like you were raised better than everyone else? <laughs> no. So how close and warm is your family? Not very. Um, I, we're like, we enjoy getting together on the holidays and stuff. Uh, but like, like I said, we're all very independent people. Like, I feel like when we were kids, there were some people whose parents would be like, tell me about your day. And they'd like know all about their kids' friends and stuff. My mom was very much like, a, how was your day? And I would say, good. And then we would be quiet for the rest of the car ride. You know what I mean? But like not in a bad way. That was just how things were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was no like maliciousness in the air. It's just like we just didn't care. And like we kind of maintain that to this day where it's like my mom has her life. Uh, I think my sister and I are the closest. She, we'll, how old we'll, is she? Uh, she's uh, 35. Five, six. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think we're the closest because we'll we'll text each other bits. You know what I mean? Um, but it's still like even that. It's just like she's got her own shit going on. I've got my own shit going on. We're we're like uh, a unit of independent. We're like individually wrapped uh, snack foods in the same package. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't think I was raised better than everyone else. What a stupid way to phrase a question. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge the questions. Um, how close and warm is your family? I would say in like various ways, my family is super close, but then in other ways, my family is super not close. Like, like my parents basically would sacrifice anything for my brother and I. And so to that extent, like we're very, um, both like guilted and loyal to my parents, but like it's almost like too much of a burden sometimes. Like my my parents literally have no lives other than us. Um, but to some extent, it's so wonderful because my parents are so doting on us and like they love us so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we're the center of their lives. Um, but then on a, in other accounts, it's like kind of terrifying sometimes because it's like ah, give me some space. Yeah. But um, but we're not close to this in the sense that like I don't tell my parents really anything. They sure. don't know. They're not your friends. No, I've always been jealous parents. of yeah. that. Like I've been, I'm always so jealous of mother da- mother daughter relationships that are super close. Like where the girls like my mom's my best friend. Right, like right. my mom's not my best friend. Sure, I don't tell her anything. Yeah, a lot of it's language barrier because I speak only in Chinese to my mom. Oh, um, not like she doesn't speak English, but I'm just like comfortable speaking Chinese to her. Yeah, but then that therein like limits what I can say. Right, right. Um, also just because like the cultural barriers, like my parents are from an older generation of Taiwan. They're not very like, uh, they just like, like growing up, they just didn't get it, you know? And it was always this like bicultural thing where like, but I want to wear a spaghetti strap mom. And like, no, you're a prostitute if you do. Um, uh, so I don't know, but like we are warm and close to some extent, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. I, uh, it's, I, I feel like I lucked out with like. Uh, like I have an immigrant family as well, yeah. and like I feel like I lucked out that my mom is just kind of over it. Like she's super liberal. Yeah. <laughs> she, I like I don't speak the Galog specifically because I remember being a kid and my mom setting me down, being like, "All right, here's the deal: you speak English at school, I speak English at work. I'm not going to bother teaching you a whole other language." And I was like, "All right, cool." Hmm. Um, yeah. Question twenty four: How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? 
<laughs> these segues. <laughs> oh man, I'm really torn about my relationship with my mom. I like uh I feel like I actually like recently made a breakthrough a few months ago about like why I feel like I don't want to tell my mom things or why I sometimes I don't know. Basically, I feel like I don't respect her because um like in some aspects I really respect her a lot. Like she's super talented. Mm-hmm. She was she's a painter. She used to sing Chinese opera. Like wow. she used to do ballet. That's like awesome. she taught herself like how to like code and she became like a programmer. Jesus. She taught herself like uh like now she's a Chinese professor. Like she's been doing that for 10 years. Like she's fucking badass. But the problem is my dad is like I mean, he's like a macho Asian male. Like, mm-hmm. he's dominant and he, like, it wasn't very easy growing up with the two of them. But, like, um, so, like, the fact that my mom lets my dad treat her the way he does, like, I just, like, didn't respect her for that. Sure, sure. Um, so, what was the question? What's my or relationship? What's your, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I feel guilty about it because she wants me to call her more and she wants to be friends with me, but I right. don't, or I, it's hard for me to, so mm-hmm. I feel really guilty about it. And like, I like want to cry thinking about it, but like, and then like, I want to get there, but it's like really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, yeah. My mom and I are really close as a result of the fact that like I didn't have a dad. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of my parental like feelings just have to be diffused into one person. Um, but like I said, like we're very independent people. Uh, like, w- like we text often, but it's it's always just like one word texts. You know what I mean? It's not like we're having in depth conversations. Sure. Um, no, I like. How do I feel about the relationship? Like, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I don't want to be too close to my mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've thought about this. I think if like my mom were like my age, I wouldn't be friends with her. You know what I mean? But she was a good mom, so sure. like I love her in that way. Yeah. But like we have nothing in common. Is it me, 25? Yes. Question 25. Okay. Okay. Make three true we statements each. For example, we are both in this room feeling... Oh, boy. Okay. So you start. Um, uh, we've both learned quite a bit about each other. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is it, are we alternating or is it? Sure. Okay. Um, we, this is hard. Yeah. Um, I think, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess, okay, this is so obvious, but like, I guess we are both now feeling more open and vulnerable yes. than we did at the beginning. 100%. Um, we are both taken aback at, the depth and breadth of these questions. <laughs> uh, we are both uh, uh, intrigued by the fact that Anna's mom just called. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that three? No, that was two. No, that was two. Oh. This is the last round. Okay. Um, we both feel like we know this stranger across the table a little bit more than we thought we would when we walked in. Safe to say? Mm-hmm. Cool. We are both... 
I think we're both we're I think we're oh we are both oh no three three we statements okay we are pretty different in terms of like how we approach the responses yes agreed yeah yeah that's a good one question 26 complete this sentence I wish I had someone with whom I could share I wish I had someone with whom I could share more of my poop activity. Really? I, yeah, I really like it. <laughs> Anna, if you're up for it, I will text you on the daily about my poop. If you could get me into this text uh, conversation with your friend about your poops, I would really love it. <laughs> I talk to Nick about poop all the time and he does not care for it. <laughs> really? Oh, I talking about it. it right yeah you would really be helping both of us <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to take on that role in anna's life <laughs> uh, this is tough i don't know i wish i had someone with whom i could share um the highs and lows does that make sense mm-hmm I feel like that's what I miss most about like a long-term committed relationship. Like day-to-day is like fine. I can get by day-to-day. But it's like when something really cool happens or when something really shitty happens and it doesn't feel like I should be talking to my friends about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you need someone with like an extra level of intimacy who can like really understand why it's so great or why it's so terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to say highs and lows. Yeah. That makes sense. Question 27. If you were to become a close friend with your partner, that's Mike, um, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Uh, If we became friends, it would be important for you to know that. Man, I don't know. Do you have an answer? Yeah, I don't like it when my friends flake. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, so I would need you to know that, like that I don't like it when my friends flake. Okay. It really bothers me. Yeah. I would need you to know that we're going to have to talk about pop culture. And if you're not into like any aspect of it, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's such a big thing for me. <laughs> like pop culture, not just culture, pop. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about paintings and stuff. I mean like what's on TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's like, it drives me crazy when people don't know that. That's oh. one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is when someone is like obstinately unpop cultured. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah. Like, at one out of every hundred people you meet will be like, I'm sorry, who's Tom Hanks? And it's like, what do you mean who is Tom Hanks? It's, like, offensive. Like, what high horse do you live on that you've <laughs> never heard of Tom Hanks? It, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it, like, drives me up a wall. Like, I met a woman recently who was like, I've never heard of Game of Thrones. It's like, what do you mean what? you've never heard of Game of Thrones? That's I'm not saying you need to have watched it or read it, but silly. what city do you live in where you've never seen a billboard for Game of Thrones? Sure. Fuck you. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. Question 28. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Question 28. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things you might not say to someone you just met. Oh. Um, tell your partner something you like about them. Yes, but be very honest this time, as opposed to all that bullshit you were spouting earlier. Yeah, okay. Uh, does it have to be about your personality? <laughs> just, I did not mean for it to come out that oh, way. Oh, no, no, no. That's a, no, that's a legitimate question. I um, it doesn't say so. 
So if you want to compliment my sweater or anything, that's fine. Well, I mean, I feel like this goes along with the preview. I like your eyes a lot. You have very nice eyes. Stop. Like when you're staring at me, I'm like, ooh, what nice <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Can that be my answer? Sure. Thanks. Okay. Um, I like, uh, how do I, like, you, you seem very, like, bubbly. I don't know if that's the right word. But, like, like you said gregarious earlier, and that feels right. And, like, I like that about you. I like that you're not a closed-off person. I like that, like, you seem very, like, up for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely reveal a lot about myself to people. I just, like, yeah. kind of don't really care. Yeah, it's that, like, openness, that, like, earnestness. I like that about you. Thanks. Sure. Your question. Question 29. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Ugh, I hate these questions. <laughs> I was just talking about this with someone. Because this implies that like you have shame and I don't. Sure. I have no shame. It's like, what's what's an embarrassing story? I shit my pants? I don't know. Like, what do you... It's like, none of that's really... I don't know. I hate these questions. What is it? Share with your partner an embarrassing moment? I feel like if you shit your pants, Rand would probably be into that conversation. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I would want to know the consistency. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this you is your wheelhouse. <laughs> um... Something truly embarrassing. Do you have one? It's more of a general thing. Um, It's not like a moment, but uh, I just don't like it when um, I don't know. I guess rejection is really embarrassing. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's that's when I feel the most embarrassed. How often does that happen? And in what context is it? Like you're going up to a stranger at a bar and they're like, "Hard pass." (laughs) Hard pass. That's exactly what they sound like. Every person I've hit on is hard pass. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's happened more often in the last year since I've been single uh-huh. in the last They're year. All Southerners. They're, yeah. Hard pass. Red, why aren't you approaching somebody Yeah. You got to stop talking to guys in cowboy south. hats. I'm from the South, y'all. Um, yeah, I just like I get really embarrassed when it's when it's rejection happens. yeah that's fair i feel like i get embarrassed when um no this is a good idea going generalized i feel like i get embarrassed when i reintroduce myself to people which happens so often because i am like when i ask your name yeah exactly <laughs> i gave you so much shit for it but it happens to me all the time like i'd say on a weekly basis at least once a week i'll introduce myself to someone and they'll be like we've met six times and i'll feel awful about it every time oh i thought you meant the other way like You'll be like, hey, Albert. And Albert will be like, who are you again? You'll be like, you met me last week. No, no, no. I'm very memorable. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. I'm kidding. Uh, no, that happens too. But that doesn't embarrass me nearly as much as when someone's like, yeah, we did this thing together. And I'm like, I just don't remember your face at all. And sure. I'm so sorry. Sure. And it happens so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question 30. Mm-hmm. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? Oh, jeez. I cry a lot, y'all. Yeah. Um, I'm so sensey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I probably, I almost just cried just now. I was like, yeah, my yeah. mom. Just now. What about by yourself? Oh, by myself? Um, It was probably like a, a few weeks ago, probably. A month, a few weeks ago. Okay. You want to yeah. expand on that or no? Is it yeah, a personal thing? I mean, if it's a personal thing, you don't have to. No, I mean, it's just like... um. Uh, like, I mean, I, so I broke up with my ex a year ago and Mm -hmm. like, I'm, you know, 
functioning. Sure. But sometimes it just hits me. Yeah. So I still get sad sometimes. Gotcha. Um, last time I cried in front of another person was probably, I can't think of what movie it was probably in a movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm very, uh, like, uh, like an emotional story listener. I was gonna say storyteller, but like a, a receiver of stories, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, it doesn't even have to be something obvious, like a Disney Pixar movie, like the beginning of up makes everyone cry, but like almost anything in any movie will make me cry. Yeah. It's it's like it's so it's almost shameful how easy it is for a movie to make me cry and how shameful how hard it is for real humans to make me cry. I feel like that's a thing though. I know a lot of not a lot. I know some other actors who are yeah. the same way. Yeah. Like they can't really cry about real life, right. but once you get them in a movie, yeah, exactly. They will just like <laughs> That's 100% how I am. Oh, yeah. so, so I think the last time I cried in front of another person was in the context of some movie. And the last time I cried alone was probably thinking about some movie. <laughs> like there's like, I'll, like I will do this sometimes where I'm like, uh, like I'll test my ability to cry on command just because mm-hmm. it's a fun skill to have. So I'll like sit on the train and I'll just like, like I'll tap into just like, ugh, when Philip dies at the end of Hamilton, like it just gets to me. You know what Aww. I mean? Yeah. All right. Question 31. <clears throat> Tell your partner something that you like about them already, something you haven't mentioned before. Wait, okay. So tell me something that you like about them already. This is starting to feel like he ran out of questions and he, like every other question turns in like, what's something you like? <laughs> I feel like we've answered variations on this like four times. I mean, I'm not complaining. But... <laughs> well, what, wait, so, like, what is the specific phrasing of this one? <laughs> what, what is different about this one? All right. Tell your partner something that you like about them already. Something you haven't mentioned before. Oh, so this is, it's just another way of phrasing, like, what's another thing you like about yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Um, I like that you're in touch with your emotions. Like, <laughs> this sounds offensive, but, like, you're an easy cry. But, like, that's something that, like, I just said, like, I don't have. Mm-hmm. So I like that about you. Mm-hmm. Um... I like that. Um, you can't say eyes. I <laughs> just got me with those eyes. No, um, I like. I feel like you're a good listener. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's improv training, baby. Yeah, UCB. I, like <laughs> I really value a good listener. I mean, some people are just like awful listeners. You mm-hmm. know, they like talk over you, or they just like aren't really oh hearing you. And you, it's yeah, yeah, it is a lot of improv basics, yeah. but it just like applies so much to real life. Oh, but that is one of my. That's another like pet peeve is like when people talk over other people. Yeah, it's like come on, what are we animals? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like ah. <laughs> I remember a girl once like offered an excuse for it she's like well that's just how we do it in my family i'm like your family is all animals <laughs> like how about wait for another person to finish speaking um question 32 home stretch what if anything is too serious to be joked about have i got some thoughts on this oh man yeah as a comedian oh geez what's too serious to be joked about mm-hmm. <sighs> shit that's happening right now yeah yeah oh can you, are you picking it up yeah we just have the police oh <laughs> uh, the police are here <laughs> <laughs> oh man i saw the cuban pol- policia come out mm-hmm. when i was in cuba it was great great they came out <laughs> yeah yeah what happened like a performance sitting in a plaza ladies and, and gentlemen like, la policia <laughs> <laughs> No, so what happened was like um, we were in a plaza and there was like some 
some kerfuffle where like a guy was like running he's like and he's like stomping away angry and they were like nah and then the same guy who stomped away angrily came back with a fucking huge knife oh shit and we were like Wah! and everybody like ran inside the restaurant and he was like carrying this ginormous machete oh, and like shit. went towards the guy who had wronged him um and then like they were all like Wah! like yelling at each other and then like pretty quickly the policia came and they were like so badass they had leather jackets with, like, <laughs> berets and they are like Cigarettes. oh and they all had like sunglasses and they're like all right what's going on and they just had sticks like nobody had a gun you know yeah but it was all, it was all tied wild. up in a bow, and it was like nice. Okay. Like the guy just left. Nice. Anyway. Uh, sorry. What if anything is too serious to be joked about? Oh, okay. Um, I feel like rape. Never. Just don't ever joke about that. That's sure. just awful. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I guess it's like everybody's own personal stories. You kind of have to set the limits yourself of as to whether or not you can joke about it. Okay. But, um, yeah. My answer is a hard nothing. Really? Yeah, nothing is too serious to be joked about. There is a, there, like, there's certain subjects where, like, 80% of the ways to joke about it are tremendously wrong, but there is a right way to joke about everything. Hmm. I think that's the part that most people get wrong, is that they, like, you know, there's, like, obvious uh, jokes that, like, of course are going to be offensive. Like, the example that I always like to use is, like, the Onion published an issue right after 9-11 happened. They, like, made a conscious decision. And, like, if you read it, like, it's incredible. And they've said in interviews that, like, all they got that week were just letters of, like, thank you. I needed a laugh. And this did it. Thank you. They said they got a grand total of, like, two angry letters that were, like, how dare you? But it was far outweighed by people just saying thank you. Hmm. And, like, I think they hit the right tone. They they could have easily bombed. That could have easily been the end of The Onion, you know? If, like, the week after 9-11, they, were, like, they had a bunch of, like, crass jokes about... American lives being lost, but they didn't. They like had these headlines that were like, um, "Have you guys read this issue?" The the headlines were like they were all just like, um, "Not knowing what else to do, woman bakes American flag cake and stuff like that." Where it's just like it like it hits the right note. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote an article about that issue actually. Oh really? Yeah, it was called "Why Comedy Matters in Tragic Times." So if you want to look it up on Google, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm of the firm belief that there is nothing that is off topic, but there is, you do have to have a tremendous amount of sensitivity toward certain subjects, like rape. Like, I do, like, I do think there's a right way to joke about rape. It's a very small sliver, but, like, there, there's a way to do it. Not many people can do it. Not many people should try, but there's a way to do it. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm open to that, um, sentiment. If you, question 33. If you die today, it's a lot about dying, jeez. If you die today without talking to anyone, what would you regret not having told someone? And also, why haven't you told them? Nothing. You don't regret no. having not told I don't keep secrets. anyone anything? No, I'm a very upfront person. Nothing? Yeah, no. You don't regret anything? <laughs> I have no regrets. No, no. It's like... Uh, like I don't, uh, I don't like keep things from people. Like I'm very upfront about that. Like, uh, like if I think you know, like uh, you do this shitty, like I'll just tell you. Like I think if you ask my friends, like what's one thing about Mike? It's like he doesn't like he'll give you shit. Like he's not gonna like cut you any slack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, there isn't anything where I'm like I never told this person that I love them. It's like no, I if I if I love someone, I'm gonna tell them that I love them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, if I died today, I don't think I'd have any regrets about that. That's cool. That's nice. So you could die today. I could. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's part of it. I think that's like, I remember having this epiphany like sometime in high school where it's like, there's nothing stopping me from walking out into the street and getting hit by a car. Like I could die. So why not? Like why live your life in this secretive way? You know what I mean? Like just be open. Who gives I wouldn't say necessarily though it's about living in secrets. It's more just like don't you feel like sometimes the practicalities of life steer you in a certain direction whereas sometimes you would make decisions that aren't as practical? Yes, but I mean if we're talking in terms of like telling people something like a secret or what you think about them or whatever. Like I think that in specific is like life is too short to try and like hold any of that in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, If I die today without having talked to anyone, what would I regret not having told someone? I really don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, I guess it would, I don't know, I don't, um, I think my relationship with my dad is very strange. So maybe I would just tell him, like, hey, our relationship is weird. That's what you would say? No, no, Our relationship's weird? No, no, no. That's not a closure statement at all. (laughs) I would be, I guess I would just be like, I love you. (laughs) Okay. But, okay, so, like, here's my question. Do you tell him that you love him on a regular basis? No. Okay. Yeah, see, that's, that's... That's what I mean. It's just like those kinds of things are the things that I just do say on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's reasonable. Question 34. Your house catches fire. That's all the card says. It's, it's, I'm <laughs> kidding. Your house catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to grab one last thing. What is it and why? My apartment. After I've saved people and pets. Yes. That's hard. Um, Well, okay. Because, like, a lot of my sentimental things are, like, at home home, like, with my parents. So let's do two answers. Let's do one for your apartment here and one for home home. Okay. For home home? Yeah. I would save either, like, photo albums or my pillow. <laughs> my pillowcase. Wow, okay. <laughs> I've had it since I was born. Wow. And it's still, there's like no holes in it or anything? Like it no. still functions as a pillowcase? Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. like at this point, I've folded it up and put it in the closet. Oh, like, of course. You know? Yeah. Um, I would save that. If it's my apartment, I would probably save like my hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. My answer is laptop. Yeah. Uh, I. Yeah, because I feel like I don't keep a lot of, like, I, I keep a lot of, like, sentimental things, but it's nothing that's so valuable. Like, I've had this since childhood. Actually, like, most of, um, I my apartment did burn down in 2010. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So, like, most of the things I own, I have purchased after 2010. So, it's oh. like, most of my sentimental things are fucking gone anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, at this point, it's like, yeah, I have, like, some cool memories, but I would still grab my laptop because my life is on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, you can replace a passport. But, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the data on my laptop is, like, you know. Irreplaceable. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So. None of it's in the cloud? I mean, a lot of it is, but there's something about just, like, having that device. I still have, like, my old laptop. I feel like I'm going to hoard laptops. Yeah. When I die, I'm going to have a box of laptops. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Because it's like, yeah, of course you can back it all up, but I'd rather just have the thing with the stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I have more questions about your apartment burning down. <laughs> I was not home when it happened. I was uh, studying abroad, um, but it was the it was my apartment that like my shit was in. Uh, so I when I came back to America, I had my suitcase I had taken with me abroad, and that was it. Um, and like, this is in college? Yes, this is in college. Uh, they were able to save a few things, but it was things like, uh, weirdly books. There was like one cupboard full of like paper that like didn't get burned. And then like my peacoat, which I still have. Um, but everything else was gone. Uh, my first guitar was oh. taken in the fire. That was like a big one for me. Um, but yeah, I wasn't home when it happened. I woke up in Italy and my friend Nathan was like, Hey, have you checked your email yet? And I was like, no. And he goes like, you should check your email. And it was uh, an email from my roommate back in Chicago who was like, Here's a bunch of pictures. Our apartment's gone. I think it's fascinating that we had a question about your worst memory, but you didn't mention that at all. Yeah, I think it's because I wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't any trauma associated with it. It was, like, a huge inconvenience because it was like, well, now I have to buy more clothes and stuff. But, like, it wasn't like I had to run screaming out of the apartment in the middle of the night in my underwear. You know what I mean? What was the cause of the fire? Did they tell you? No, I never found out. I think it was like inconclusive, but someone thought it was like an old guy with a candle or something. It was not like anything. An old guy with a candle. Something like that. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The title of this episode is "An Old Guy with a Candle." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I decided the title of this episode is "Tofu Fighters." <laughs> <laughs> a good one. A good one. Did you spell it like tofu the no, food, or did yeah, you spell tofu, it like Foo Fighters the Foo Fighters? I didn't know about the Foo Fighters ah. pun, so clearly tofu. <laughs> anyway, is it my turn? Yeah. Question 35. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and why? <laughs> most disturbing implies that like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, he was found surrounded by a bunch of young boys. <laughs> That is disturbing. Um, I'm assuming the question means like personally disturbing. And I guess that would, well, I don't know. Like I have a large family. My mom is one of, I think, eight or nine. Um, And like, uh, like because my parents got divorced, I think there's kids on my dad's side. There's like a whole dad's side of the family that I just don't really talk to. Um, But like, I think we're a very nuclear family in that like when I think of my family, I think of my mom, my sister, and my brother. And I think the three of them equally would, like, destroy me. Will destroy me. They're all older than me, so, you know. Right. Unless something tragic happens. I'm going to have to suffer through all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I would, like, same. they would all equally destroy me. But I guess the most disturbing would be my brother, since it's, like, the least expected, you sure. know? Because my parents sense. are older. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm so close to my brother. Yeah. Um, and that would just, I would... I would die too. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. that would, would hurt be, a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't think about the younger aspect of it. It's like my brother and my sister both have kids. So it's like, yeah, if any of my nieces or nephews died, that'd be disturbing. Cause it's like, they're fucking kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be, but like, as far as like what would personally wreck me the most, mm-hmm. definitely my mom, my brother, my sister. Mm-hmm. Is this it? Question 36. We made it. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you've chosen. Great. Say so that just, again. <laughs> it's a therapy session. Okay. Share a personal problem mm-hmm. and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Mm-hmm. Also, 
ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem that you've chosen. Okay. So I'm going to describe a problem to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you advice, but then I'm going to also tell you how you're feeling about it. Yes. I'm going to gaslight the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what this means. (laughs) Um, Okay, what's a problem that I'm having? So many. Where do I start? What do I choose from? Um... I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent because I am currently unemployed. Uh, but also as an actor, this is the first time I've gone into pilot season with any sort of like momentum. And I don't want to get out any sort of or with? with with any sort of momentum. And I don't want to get in the way of that because like acting is what I want to do. And I'm very much a person who is like, I feel no responsibility to like have a day job. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing it because I have to pay my rent. Uh, and it, it, it's troublesome because like I like I walk into job interviews and it's like, hey, here's the deal. I don't give a shit about you or your company. Uh, if I get a call and my agent says I have to have an, I have to you know be at an audition at two o'clock, I'm leaving the office. I'm not going to be here because I don't care. Um, but I also like I don't know uh, how to pay my bills and stuff. Like I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life. Like I've just already resigned myself to that. Like I'm never going to pay off my loans, and that's fine with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? <laughs> that I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life and I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. Oh, okay. But I also don't want to compromise on uh, how I'm living my life. I feel like this is a this is a very common struggle yeah. for folks such as yourself. Right, yeah. What advice do you want? What's That's not it? how this works. Well, I mean, like, what do you want? You've already chosen your path. How he or she might handle it. So How would, how would I handle it? Yeah. Uh, try to like get more gigs doing like extra work, you know, like being an extra on set. Have you ever been an extra? I haven't, but my ex has. It is awful. Yeah. It's truly the worst. You hang out with other crazy people and, uh, you get paid like a hundred bucks to stand outside for eight hours. It's awful. But it's making money. Mm, Kind of. It's also genuinely like, this is a thing that like not a lot of people think about. It is still very hard. Like people think, oh, background casting, anyone can do it. No, they still mostly want white people. <laughs> it's really? like being a legitimate actor as an Asian is hard, but also being a background actor as an Asian, they're like, well, we have one. It's fine. We don't need you. <laughs> but what about stuff in New York? Like Law & Order? They're diverse AF yeah. in the background. Yeah, but that's you can work Law & Order once every you know oh. nine months or whatever. Mm. They can't recycle background actors. Oh. So. Uh, I don't know but i if i'm gonna reflect on how you're feeling about it i feel like you're you're you've accepted it this is your fate in life this is your path 100 percent. but you're passionate about your job so therefore i think that's admirable like i mean you're gonna like forsake you know a steady income to pursue that so it's it's cool i i think i like personally admire that more in someone if they are choosing a harder life because that's something they're really passionate about versus someone who's like, eh, yeah, I'll be an accountant. But like, I don't really give a shit about it. Like, ugh, apathy is just so unattractive. Yeah, yeah. I really don't like apathy. Hey, thanks for turning that into a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, share a personal problem. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. What's a personal problem? Oh, man. Okay, I'll be very, this is like very, very micro because it literally just happened like before I came here. There's this person that I've gone on 
three dates with now. Okay. The first time they ghosted me. So I was like, whatever. And then like three months later, they resurfaced and we're like, hey. And I was like, okay. Uh, we went on two great dates, awesome dates. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, super, I'm like super whatever. But then like they're the worst at texting. And um, I asked them to dinner yesterday at five and they didn't respond until 11 today and i'm like Ugh. fuck you yeah kind of right like i don't know yeah, and no also thanks. i haven't responded so i don't know what to do uh how t- tell me more about this person like how'd you meet them do you enjoy them or are you <laughs> just putting up with them okay tinder yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck them really i don't mean have sex with them i mean like f- who, who gives a shit oh okay that's because it's like it you it's not like you know it's not like your your best friend's good buddy. You know what I mean? It's not like someone who has any sort of intrinsic value to your life. He's a he's a stranger. He's a ship in the night. You know what I mean? You met on Tinder, and he ghosted you for three months, and then is a like it's not worth your time. There's like literally no reason unless he's like turbo hot. <laughs> but if he's not, like, there's no reason for you to like keep hammering your head you know what i mean yeah you're like an attractive young woman in new york city you'll you'll find someone else but you don't need to waste time on this loser how am i feeling about it though (laughs) you gotta tell me that like a little worked up (laughs) like it seems like it's occupying more of your headspace than in my opinion it should i would agree with that yeah uh so yeah my advice is just let it go dude okay all right is there is there more? Nope. Back question. So you're not done yet. Oh boy, here we go. There is one small part to the end of thirty six questions. We ask each other to marry each other. <laughs> um, you will be uh, looking at each other silently for four minutes. Okay. And uh, for those people listening, we probably won't have four minutes of dead airs, but just be assured that they're staring at each other for four yeah. minutes. It'll probably just be giggling for four minutes. I've tried this before. It's the most it's unnerving hard. thing in the world. It's very hard. Yeah. But I like his eyes, so. Thank you. It'll be pleasurable. <laughs> All right. Should we? All right, yeah. Bring the windscreen down. All right. And go. Four minutes. <laughs> Eye contact is legitimately a thing that like I actively try and work on. I read an article like a few years ago that was like on average, uh, women in conversation, women will break eye contact like two times and men will break eye contact like six times. And I was like, oh my God, that's awful. So like I actively try and like look people in the eye when I'm talking to them now. Cool. Um. That's a fun thing about me. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you guys think about this experiment? Uh, I mean, coming into it, you didn't know each other, you were strangers, and there were very personal questions going in. So how did you, how do you feel now, I guess? Like, I feel like I could, like, just, like, hang with you at a bar. And, sure. like, we could just hang. Yeah. 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 We've gotten past all of the, I feel like this is a good accelerant for, um, like, a lot of the time when you meet someone new, not even, like, a romantic partner, but, like, someone you want to hang out with. Like, uh, I feel like a lot of the time I want to fast forward through all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay, what college you go to? What'd you major in? Where are you from? Like, all like I just want to skip to just, like, being good friends. I feel like this is a really good, like, accelerant for that. I think, though, the thing also um, that 
this is is um sorry i'm just like words are hard right now um like i could sit here and describe to you like how my best friend would react in a situation but i feel like i could probably also do that with you sure yeah you know what i mean like i could probably predict what you how you would feel about something yeah yeah i agree which i think is super interesting because i literally met you two hours ago yeah what if anything do you feel you've gained from the experience what have i gained from the experience um i met someone new yeah i think yeah i guess it's like no yeah i've met someone new and it's also like uh it was like a good opportunity outside of like uh, other people for just like self-reflection like mm-hmm. i'm not like a reflective person i don't like keep a journal or anything mm-hmm. uh so it was nice to just like pause for a second and be like oh yeah what would i do in this situation you know what i mean mm-hmm. it was almost like therapy hey, thanks for the free therapy session you're welcome it's two hundred dollars please no <laughs> i gotta go do you think you learned anything about yourself nothing new i didn't like unlock anything in my brain but like, I do feel like I've grown a little bit just by like making myself vulnerable to a stranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Would these be types of questions you would ask in uh, dates? Like, would you change your approach to dating in the future? And so, like, instead of asking like, where did you go to school or whatever, right, right. would you use some of these questions on a date? A hundred percent, but not, not because like, uh, not to like induce love, but because it's a very like we you talked about this like we discovered that like we have very different approaches to a lot of things Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a very good way to weed out incompatible uh partners you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like uh like if you said an answer to a question that like was the complete opposite of my answer then it's like all right well that's one less thing we have in common you know what i mean i think the thing that's different about this because like i feel like um if i want a really good date like we could get pretty deep you know what i mean sure but the thing that this really does is like like we noted, there was a lot of questions asking the other person to tell you about how they're feeling about you. That's yeah. the part that I think was super interesting because I think a lot of times, especially in dating in New York, it's you really don't know like where the other person is. Yeah. And this kind of really accelerated of like, you gotta tell me something you like about me right now. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I thought that was super interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I would ever pull that out on a date. Because That's exactly what I was going to say. It's hard, but maybe in the context of like, oh, by the way, like I did this podcast. Sure. Like, Here are some questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe I would frame it in that way. It's like cheating. Yeah, it's not really easy to say. So what do you like about me? Yeah. yeah. That is super weird. That would be like an immediate like, I got it. Check, please. You know what I mean? Yeah. You probably wouldn't also say like... Ooh. <laughs> questions about your death <laughs> like oh, I yeah would. i would 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. i wouldn't i don't like those questions love it um but i do like the ones about like your family and stuff i thought that was pretty um interesting because it does tell a lot about someone um yeah i also the question of like describing yourself in two minutes where it was very interesting because yours immediately went into like self-analyzation <laughs> yeah yeah, that, that was my least favorite question, I think. Mm-hmm. I think if that was the last question, that would have felt right to me. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. We should end it with, I'll describe you in two minutes, and you describe me in two minutes. Don't add more to it. Don't make it a 38-question test. <laughs> I'd rather use that time watching a chug-off. <laughs> when you do the chug-off, do you do it with a bottle of beer, or is it in the... It's usually in a pint glass or a solo cup. Okay. 
we do you want to do it as part of the podcast or do you want to do it after the podcast we'll do it after the podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry folks there'll be an extra video if you go to the website so. <laughs> Um, so the question I have to ask every person is, are you guys in love now? Because <laughs> everybody wants to know. That's the first question everybody asks me, like, did they fall in love? So, sure. or if you're not in love, what is your relationship now from being strangers? Oh, like, how do you feel your relationship is now? Yeah. Okay. You uh, go. Uh, respectfully, no. I think you're great. Definitely not in love with you. Um, but you're not a stranger. Like, I do feel like, like we could just like go hang out now. Do you want to get lunch after? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. Sorry, guys, not in love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do feel like I like know you more than I would say like half of my friends. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird thing. Yeah. yeah, I think I know things about you that I do not know about like some of my really close friends. I like have been wanting more guy friends. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could be one of those people. All right, sure, cool. <laughs> well, hey, we'll yeah. be friends. Where can people find you? I think. When people listen to the podcast, right. they also want to find the people they're listening to. Sure. So how can people find you? Uh, go ahead. Instagram. Ooh. Yeah. Check out my Instagram. I'm trying to build that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she just opened it up, so. Yeah. I just made it public. <laughs> uh, scroll through all my pictures. Yeah. Rendiohead. R-E-N-D-I-O-H-E-A-D. Clever. Mm-hmm. Love I it. love your Instagram. It's so, it's pretty. Like, you have very beautiful pictures. Oh, there. thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Um, me on Instagram as well. No, I like I don't do a lot of Instagram, but the, I've been told this has happened more and more in LA, and it's starting to creep into New York. More and more casting directors are like, "I need to see your Instagram." Really? Yeah, it's a weird thing. So like, it's like you're supposed to post a lot of selfies and like uh, show that like you can build an audience and like people love you. Interesting. So I guess follow me on Instagram. I don't really give a shit about Instagram, unless you're a casting director, in which case you can follow me at, at mycabalon. Uh, MikeCabalon.com, Twitter at MikeCabalon, although I update that less nowadays. Um, check out Boogie Manja, which is every Friday at the Pit Loft in New York City. Oh, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Um, I host trivia every Tuesday night at the Wheelhouse in Bushwick with a company called Geeks Who Drink, geekswhodrink.com. Um, what else? Uh, GileSketchComedy.com, G-E-I-L, GileSketchComedy.com. What else can I plug? Oh man, there's so much. Uh, it's it's all linked on my website, and and call my agent if you'd like to hire me for anything. Because uh, as I said earlier, I'm unemployed, and I would love to be a full time actor. And he has a great radio voice. Thank you so much. You really do. I did. Buffy, you do. Well, it's, it's all the like like hosting trivia, and then I did college radio and stuff. Hi, my name is Ren. It's a good one. You are listening to 88.7 WLEW Chicago Sound Alliance broadcasting live from the campus of Loyola University Chicago. Wow. The time is 8.07 p.m. That was the shins. That was really good. Yeah. It's um, burned well, into my brain. Thank you guys so much for thank being you. here. and Thanks for having us. Yeah, and being open to this and being vulnerable. It's not a easy podcast to do. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the 36 Questions podcast. If you want to be a part of a future episode, you can email us at 36qpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. It definitely helps. If you're already in love, we do not want to hear about it. We're looking for people who are not in love. Yeah. So please don't reach out to us if you're in love. We don't. You know. Yeah. We don't care. I mean, we do care. I do not care. Okay. She doesn't care. No I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to make her care if she doesn't. All right, thanks. Thank you. (laughs)